Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Shauna McKenzie, who is the founder of Best Kept Self, and she is going to talk about her company, but also she'll talk about her background in personal branding and how to build up your brand and how people actually perceive you as a person they're judging you within seven seconds we do it as human beings and she gives great advice on when somebody goes to your website the things that people look for the things you need to have on there how to have success with that and actually sealing deals and building up your brand in a whole because that's one thing I've always worked on my personal brand and how I'm perceived and people buy into the brand and she really goes into detail with this and there are some great content I even learned from this some stuff, the content she talks about for personal branding. It is amazing the things she knows. So you definitely want to check this show out. You're going to learn a lot. So let's jump into it right away with Shauna McKenzie. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Shauna McKenzie. Shauna, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, I uh, got connected with you by Amanda Bolin, one of my co-founders for Young Entrepreneur Convention, and she's been on your, or she's had you on her podcast show. She did it her yeah. way, which is doing awesome. So awesome. And uh, sometimes, every once in a while, I'll steal one of her guests and have them come <laughs> on my show. So it's glad to have you on my show. And excited for you to talk about your experiences, everything you've done. And it's crazy. I mean, I asked you, like, do you have kids? Like, how would you have kids <laughs> with everything that you do? Yeah. You're so busy. And then you live on a boat, too. Like, that. Yep. <laughs> that, that is awesome. You're the most interesting woman in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying. We're trying over here. <laughs> so, Shauna, let's fill in the gap. So let's talk about, first, where you got started in life. Mm-hmm. Your background, obviously, you, you went to Iowa, which is yep. awesome. Go Iowa. I'm a huge yep. Hawkeye fan. Awesome. Even though I went to, to Iowa State, um, that uh, uh, I know, right? I know. But uh, let's talk about your background. Tell the audience where you got started and how it led you to your first company, Image Consulting. So um, as I told you earlier, I went through the entrepreneurship certificate program at Iowa, and it was very new at that time. And I always knew I wanted to be in business for myself, but more so because I was adamant about living a certain kind of life and um, having more freedom. I never got into business because I wanted to be an entrepreneur, as a lot of people do. They're like, I want to be an entrepreneur. For me, it was like flexibility, whatever. And in high school, my mom had introduced me to this career field of image consulting, which I had no idea, as most people don't know what that is. Um, And so I job shadowed this woman and it had always stuck at the back of my head throughout college. I moved to Charleston right after college because if anyone's been in Iowa or Minnesota in the winter, you know what's going on there. Um, So I moved to Charleston where my brother was here stationed with the Air Force figuring like I'll go hang out for a bit, um, see what happens. 
And um, I was working my first gig out of school. I was working for the Air Force in public affairs. And I knew very quickly that that was probably not going to be my jam like long term. So I started an image consulting company while I was there. Um, and I, you know, started reaching out to other people in the industry. I remembered my time with job shouting that woman and reached out to her. And so I uh, went through a certification that was up in New York that I had found and basically popped up a website and I got my first couple of consulting clients just from having a web presence. Nice. So this is 2007. Yeah. And so I did both. I would take clients after work and clients on the weekend. Mm. And then one day the Air Force called me in and they said, hey, Shauna, we love you, but we ran out of funding and we can't keep you and you need to be done like in three days. Like Whoa. I didn't even get two weeks. Yeah. So I had a decision to make. I could get another job. I could get a part-time job or I could just go all in. And I decided to just go all in because I knew if I had that pressure of like, got to make it work, I was going to be able to get to the point that I wanted to get at much faster. So I went full time um, six months in, which was early 2008. And I was an image consultant and working with clients on their appearance, behavior, communication, personal branding, um, and working one-on-one -on -one with people to really help them reach their personal and professional goals through those vehicles. You know, and that's something that amazed me because I am big with the personal brand. I always say, like, at the end of the day, you can lose it all, but you still have your brand, how yep. you're perceived, everything about you. That's why I've always done a lot. For me, I brand myself as a person, Brandon T. Adams. Yep. So I do the photo shoots. I, I'm very active on social media and everything yep. else. Now, anybody listening, why is that so important? Go through the whole, basically, the, talking about the appearance, just uh, who you are as a person. Go through that. Why is that important to somebody as an entrepreneur or anybody in business? Well, it's a marketing channel. It's a massive marketing channel. It's more so important for people that are in the public presence that need to build relationships and definitely more so important for coaches, consultants who are selling themselves. So you don't have packaging of a product that can sell itself. You have to sell yourself through your own packaging. So, you know, yeah. that is the way you communicate through social media. That is how you look, first impressions. And again, whether it's fair or not, we can't walk around with our skill sets hanging around our neck like a resume for people to get instantly. People are going to get a feel instantly from you within seven seconds. And so that could make or break your next client. That could be your next sale. So if you don't capitalize on it and use it as a marketing tool, you're missing out on a huge marketing vehicle to generate clients for yourself. So your, your brand yourself. And that's funny. You say seven seconds, huh? Yeah. Is yeah. That, is that and, what it is? It's like, you know, I've heard three seconds, seven seconds, 10 seconds, but the truth is our gut judgments for the most part tend to always be right. And there's study after study that proves like when people make a snap judgment about someone, you typically know, okay, I want this person in my life or I want to continue this relationship or like, nope, not really feeling that person. It's probably not going to be long-term. What, what are the certain things somebody's going through in the thinking process when they see somebody like what, what is it in the looks or what is it that they think? Um, competency, credibility, trustworthiness, intelligence, uh, wealth, uh, relationship status. And a lot of this is on a super subconscious level. We don't even realize we're making those judgments. Relationship status. What do, okay. Oh, yeah. What, what, what do you mean by that? You know, like I think we meet someone and we instantly go like we don't realize it's happening, but we're like, are they married? Are they not married? Are they gay? Are they not gay? Are they oh, I mean, my we constantly God. make judgments. <laughs> Constantly, you'd be, and anyone is lying if they're not saying they're they're a judgmental person. I, or I completely will say, you know, <laughs> that is one thing I always, uh, I, I think about. Okay, I wonder if they're married. I wonder if they're in a relationship. 
Now that you say that, that is so weird. <laughs> okay, well, that's something the one person thinks. Um, that's good to know. Where did you learn all this? I mean, this is just psychology. Well, a lot of it's psychology. I think um, a lot of people who get into this industry, they have that innate skill set. They're very self-aware people. I am to a fault almost. It almost gets in the way sometimes. I'm very situationally aware. And so I think by nature, um, a lot of people already have that. And then combine that with communication. I have two degrees in communication, um, psychology, you know, and, and heavily studying the idea of impression management would be the academic term for it and how that applies to building credibility, which was my grad school thesis actually specifically about building credibility online through impression management tactics like what we're talking about. So let's let's go into detail with that. This is very interesting. <laughs> uh, let's go into detail. So okay. what are some tactics you can use to build credibility and impression mm-hmm. online to where people go to your website and they see it where they they're more likely to be bought into your system, your tribe, and, well, buy from you. Yep. Um, It absolutely has to be polished. You need amazing graphics, you know, whether you do them yourself because you've got that skill set or you hire out, but the graphics need to be totally on point. The aesthetic, the user ability of a website needs to be, user experience of the website needs to be, like, really, really fine-tuned. The most obvious things that we want to see on someone's online presence to create credibility would be testimonials front and center and on every page. You know, validation that other people have gone through this and they have good results. We also want to see things like media engagement, logos of different media channels you've been on, Um, We want to see any sort of certifications front and center, any awards you've won front and center. And then the biggest thing that's super fascinating is we want to see self-disclosure communication, meaning, you know, before we started this recording, you and I kind of had some chit-chat. When you go to live networking events, you have chit-chat. You talk about the weather. You talk about your kids. You talk about where you live. We don't really have that online, but that chit-chat is so incredibly important to building trustworthiness and credibility among people. that we have to almost do that deliberately, which is a little weird for people, which is why it doesn't happen. So the people that have these massive brands like Gary Vaynerchuk or Marie Forleo or whoever else is in the online space, you see them self-disclosing like behind the scenes footage or photos with their family or just being a human being. You know, it's not so perfect. It's not so polished. And so self-disclosure is one of the fastest and best, most efficient ways to build credibility online. Self-disclosure. And you know what? That's why Snapchat is the number (laughs) one outlet. And I've become a Snapchat crazy guy, about 40 or 50 a day. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, yeah, I tell stories. BT Adams 18. I mean, you can't miss it, but you're right. You look at Gary Vaynerchuk. You look yep. at um, Lewis Howes. You look at all these people, and you yep. see that they're humans. And yep. on Snapchat, you feel like you're with them in their life. You know more about their life sometimes than they know about you. Because the thing is, like, I, the other day, I was with a friend I hadn't seen in two years. Yeah. And they followed me on Snapchat. I didn't realize it. And they were like, oh, you were doing this and that. I'm like, wow, I totally forgot I did that. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And then I realized, I'm like. <laughs> Wow, Snapchat is marketing at its best. Yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And you can see it. You know, I've pulled data between a Facebook post that is, you know, a blog post, for example, compared to a Facebook post that is, hey, I went skiing with my family. You're going to have like 50 likes on the family one versus maybe two likes on a blog post. 
And so it's a great way to drive traffic. It's a great way to re-engage people. So it's super important that you implement those across all of your channels so people know you're just real, just genuine. It's like being a lifestyle entrepreneur. You're showing all of your fun things that you do in the process. (laughs) Yes, but with humility, it's obviously important to be humble as well. Yeah, okay, what do you mean by that? Obviously, don't – let me – how am I going to word this? Don't be – is it cocky or is it don't be a show-off? Yeah, don't be, you know, don't be arrogant, don't be, you always need to keep a really fine balance of like common ground. And then I like to call it like when we craft um, like signature talks for personal brands, we talk about finding common ground. So people go, oh my gosh, he, she gets me like she gets it. She's been through it. And then you show kind of like higher ground. So like the place that they can get to. So people go wrong when they just show the higher ground. Like I'm traveling all the time. I do all this stuff. I'm like, have all this expensive things, like whatever. Like that's amazing. But if you don't show the common ground, then you're missing, you're going to miss the whole like relationship building concept. It's telling the real life experiences. And that's, that's another thing I love to do is uh, share the the failures, the successes, the hard work that most people aren't willing to share they, yeah. they they don't want to share the work, the things they went through. They want to show, obviously, okay, we had huge success, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But nobody, not everybody can relate to that. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's the thing. So I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, if somebody has a website, they're trying to promote a personal brand, they should have a video right as you pop up, basically talking about who they are and what they want to do. Yeah, video is massive. Video is one of the most powerful ways to, you know, more than photos to quickly build that credibility. So yeah, videos, video is absolutely powerful. If you were going to help somebody right now, let's say I'm coming to you and mm-hmm. uh, I I sure hope I wouldn't have to because I hope I have a good brand. But if you yeah. were to give me tips and I'm coming to you and say, hey, Shauna, give me advice on my personal brand. What are the main tips you're going to give me on things I need to do throughout my social media, throughout either my podcasting, my business, my websites, you name it. Where would you start? Um, First, we need to take an assessment of where you're at, and then we need to take an assessment of what the public actually views you as and make sure those two things are congruent. Typically, they're not, which is why then we need to do work. That's bad. Okay. Yeah. So, here's- so there shouldn't be a gap between those two things. You should be able to say, here, here's who I am. Here's the three words I would describe myself. And then if I go to your target audience and ask them, they should have the same word, same perception. Perfect. So here's, here's two examples. So I'm the crowdfunding expert in my industry. Most people, when mm-hmm. they think of crowdfunding, they think of me. And then I'm the lifestyle entrepreneur that does crazy things. Yeah. So I guess in a brand standpoint, how would I market my things? Were they because, And one thing I always get, they buy into me as a person. They're like, oh, Brennan T. Adams. So they go mm-hmm. to me. So how I, how do you differentiate that as a person in your business between who you are as your own personal brand and your business? Yeah. I guess I don't – I guess unless I'm not understanding the question, I don't know why you would differentiate between the two. So let's say you have multiple companies. Yeah. And, and many things. And somebody was talking to me on the phone the other day. So Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay, yeah. so we – I, I would buy into Gary Vaynerchuk, but I couldn't even tell you what his company is. Is yeah. that a, is that a good thing? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I think at a certain level, you'll find most entrepreneurs have multiple things going on, and so even my world, I've had to kind of evolve and adjust and fine tune my messaging and whatnot. I think you should always kind of have a mantra. 
And I don't think that ever disappears. So like in the very beginning of my business, even though I started off as an image consultant, now I'm doing, you know, other things. The mantra still is self-development and putting self-care first in order to thrive in your business, like from day one. And I didn't even realize how consistent that theme was. And so you should have some sort of kind of like one sentence theme or mantra so that when people think of your name, they would go, he stands for this. He stands for self-care and putting yourself first or whatever it is, you know, she in my instance. So I would really work with someone on what is the one thread and typically their businesses still kind of come back to that one thread and theme. I like that. Does that, that make sense? That makes sense. That's, okay. That's good advice. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of personal I branding. Got me on that one. I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, I mean, personal branding is what I focus everything on and that's yeah. why it's very interesting to talk with you on this because I know the power of it. Yeah. And most people don't realize, and yeah. it's all about your brand is who you are as a person. They don't forget you. And you're right. Yeah. You want them to associate what it is. So for, like I said, crowdfunding, they think of Brennan T. Adams, whatever it is you do, you want them to know what's behind it. So yeah. let's fast forward. You had image consulting. You have that. Yeah. Let's go into the best kept self. Tell me yeah. how you got into that. Yeah. So I very quickly realized that um, the client work was not what I loved. I loved it in the beginning, but I more so loved growing the company. And I was at the advent of like social media becoming a thing. Facebook pages didn't even exist when I started my business. And I remember jumping on that, you know, the moment they launched pages and being and saying to myself, I can use this as a marketing tool. And so I became very involved with social media. I loved that. Typical millennial over here. Um, Oh, I'm right next to a fire station. My oh, office. No, oh. it's all good. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually I'm usually doing podcast shows on the travel. So sometimes oh, yeah. I just move from downtown. Every once in a yeah. while, a train go by, and I'm like, "Hey guys, I mean, I, yeah. talking about being real. Yeah, <laughs> trains exactly. going by right now. Don't worry about it." That was a quick one, luckily. Um, so I then passed off my client work because I wanted to kind of focus more so on the business building side of that industry. But in the meantime, when we would work with clients, they would say, okay, this is great. I'm in the mood to transform other areas in my life. So I had been collecting all these really amazing self-care and personal development experts in my back pocket, you know, health coaches, fitness coaches, life coaches, therapists, whatever it may be. And so when I kind of, you know, circled back around in 2014 and realized that our brand, which was named after me at the time, and I'm not even doing the client work at the, anymore at that time, needed to phase out because it didn't suit us anymore. We decided to put all of those self-care experts under one roof and then really niche it out to entrepreneurs because you have to speak to them and to their lifestyle in a very different way than you would speak to like a corporate employee or a C-suite exec. That makes sense. How, how, do, you, how do you reach out to that specific avatar uh, how do you speak to their, um, I guess, their needs? Well, you know, being in it, it's very easy to know, okay, you probably have shiny object syndrome. You probably feel <laughs> overwhelmed all the time. You probably don't know what truly are your priorities. You probably got into business to have freedom and you probably don't have freedom, you know, depending on what stage you're at. So we're really focusing in on people that have probably been in business like two to three years plus and are, you know, started off real focused. Now they're like on the growth stage where they're, they've added more, more, more. They might have sub ventures and now they're like totally tapped. And so that's the person that really needs to take a step back and go, okay, I'm not thriving. I can't think clearly. I'm burnt out. I'm not sleeping. I'm not taking care of myself. How in the world is your business going to thrive if you, first and foremost, are not okay? 
So you guys have online uh, blogs, but also do you guys do courses as well? We do not have any courses at this moment, but we are about to launch a marketplace in the next few months of education, pulling from all of our self-care experts that are involved with the platform. So we kind of have um, our content goes out daily, two to three times a day with all these amazing writers and community. And we are funneled into three different avenues. We have your, your health, your look, your mind. So we're going to be um, funneling courses into this marketplace in the next few months under those three categories. Your site here is amazing. I love the content and everything you have in the visuals. Obviously, like you said, that's very important. Tell me the process. I mean, you've been doing this for how long now? This is just about <clears throat> a year and a half. Talk about the scaling, how you've been able to scale this, that whole well, process. <laughs> content. So, um, you know, I went from being a consultant to then entering the training side of what I was doing and I was rehashing the same thing over and over. So it made no sense for me to, to, you know, hop on Skype and say the same thing, hop on another Skype call, say the same thing when I could record that package it, whether it be through an e-course or a webinar or a telesummit or whatever, and then sell it to a group. So for me, it was taking my expertise, the expertise that could easily be, you know, that I was replicating and and giving away constantly, taking that and putting it into some sort of content packaging. And you've done that very well. And it talks about content, uh, the power of that. I mean, obviously, the more content you give out, the more people you're going to attract. So you guys do blogs. What other things do you do? Uh, we just started doing monthly blabs. Have you been on the blab platform yet? Oh yeah, I was. I watched okay. one. And I just went on one, and honestly, I was just on a blab. And from that blab alone, I had four potential clients reach out to me. Which oh, absolutely! It was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great way to have that self-disclosure, the realness. We were doing, um, for about a year, we were doing webinars over wine. And it was the last Wednesday of the month. And it was kind of your time as an entrepreneur to just come online. And every month it was a different topic. Um, But we got into that because um, we wanted to basically capture and put into a bottle, if we could, and sell uh, the the conversations that I was having with my entrepreneurial colleagues. Because you know what that's like when you get into a really good group and you're meshing and you're talking about all these deep, high-level things and you just feel like you walk out of that space and you're so energized. And it was like, how can we like package that up? and give that away to our community and a mass audience. So we did that over webinars, but webinars aren't that engaging. So when Blab came around, we shifted to that instead because now I can bring on my contributors and we can do this and have these real-world discussions that are kind of casual and we have, can have that engagement with our audience. So you think Blab is better than webinars? Then? I, don't, I wouldn't say better. It's just a different – it suits a different type of purpose. No, I think it's very powerful. I mean, I've seen it, and I, I think I have to go on tomorrow. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, a lot of them, but they're great. You get to see the person, very personal, and yeah. that humility. Like you said before, people yeah. like to see that. It's better. Yeah, yeah. What about podcasting? So I do these Monday morning pep talks. I don't know if you saw any of them on our site, but I do these three to five minute quick videos Monday mornings and I converted those into podcasts. So I didn't start something new. That's kind of my thing is I only do stuff that can easily be dropped into my world with existing things. Um, So yeah, so I do these videos and then I just upload them to my podcast channel as well. Wow, that's awesome. Well, definitely everybody should check that out. And I will check that out as well. So let's go into Yes Diet. Mm-hmm. So tell me yes, about okay. that. 
<laughs> how that came about. And so, yeah, it ties together. It's, you know, <clears throat> like I said, that two to three years in, I found with myself and other business owners I've talked to is kind of the sweet spot for when you're about to reach true burnout. And if you don't make a change then and, you know, shift for the better, you're going to hit rock bottom, which is kind of what I went through. Um, on a health level, on a financial level, on a mental level. And so what I've learned, I've been a minimalist all of my life, but it's very hard to be a minimalist sometimes and be an entrepreneur because things there's so many things you want to do and learn and meet and network and all this stuff. Um, I've learned that I've gotten more abundance out of my life by saying no than saying yes to things. And I'm talking about, you know, saying yes to discounting your services, saying yes to taking on a client that is not really in your wheelhouse, but you take them on anyways because you need the money. You know, I think a lot of business owners say yes to things because they think, okay, I'll try this, I'll do more, I'll add this, I'll get another skill set, I'll get a certification, thinking that's going to solve their problems. Um, and so the Yes Diet really is focused on this lifestyle design for entrepreneurs to create the power of boundaries, to create the power of, I like to say, cooperation versus collaboration, to build boundaries over bridges, um, and to really become abundant through the power of no, instead of being this yes person that our society tells us we need to be. It, it's so true because a lot of people, they and I've get, been getting better at saying no, because if you say yes to everything, it'll just take you apart and you can't oh. get your vision done. You can't. And I've kind of, you know, in the yes diet, we walk through the five triggers for why people say yes. A lot of it has to do with guilt, you know, just in the moment. We, I mean, it's awful to say no to someone. Um, and a lot of it's just out of sheer excitement. And a lot of it's just out of total blindness, like stuff we haven't even thought to question because we've been doing it for so long. But we need to realize we still have a choice in the day-to-day interaction, just because you've done it and now you don't even think about it doesn't mean it needs to be reassessed and changed. And so everything that you do is an opportunity cost of some sort. So you need to be asking, what are the trade-offs? Should I do this interview instead of something else? You know, like everything needs to be like, what is this going to take away or what am I giving up instead? And then everything is taxed. I walk people through this tax system. Like whenever you say yes to something, you're either being taxed in time, money, or energy. And typically people are taxed higher. Like you'll have a particular, you know, whether it's time, money, or energy, one is typically outstanding for people than the other two. And so we flush all of that out. Wow, that that is very true. And that I'm just looking at my life right now because I've been so, so many people coming at me and I've been learning to say a lot of no's to people because otherwise I I couldn't get anything done. And also for clients, some clients that some people take on just because they need the money, well, that'll affect you and it could drag out all your energy and affect you months down the road. Oh, if not years mm. down the road. You yeah. know, when you, do, when you take on clients like that or when you discount your services, it tends to become a mediocre experience for both parties. And then, you know, that person will refer you in a way that maybe isn't accurate to what your skill set is or your, your zone of genius or whatever it may be. But if we are totally tapped in time, money, and energy, you just simply don't have the space to bring anything into your life that will further you. So if you're, you know, again, this might go more so into like, you know, a deeper place, but I truly believe if you don't keep space in your life, then none of the good stuff is going to come in. And so it's really about like allowing yourself to do everything you want to do, but understand that there are going to be trade-offs for those things. And you still need to keep a chunk of your time, money, and energy available for the amazing stuff that you want to happen for it to show up. That is some great advice. And I 
<clears throat> I mean, I've known that, but it's just a matter of sometimes you just need things told to you as well. So the biggest thing for the audience is, one, don't say yes to everything. Yes. Don't let your feelings and, – and again, say say again them five things. Uh, don't say yes to everything. Make sure you understand opportunity costs. So before you say yes, know what you're going to be trading off if you do say yes to that thing. Um I really think you need to have a very clear vision of what you want your life to look like. It's an evolving picture, of course. But the more clear you can get on what that ideal life looks like, the easier it will be to say no. And then the other thing is to realize that saying no out of guilt or insecurity or whatever it may be is not doing the other person a favor, even though we might feel like it in the moment. Saying no is actually going to cause you to have better relationships and it's going to increase your value over time. And you're going to become more sought after by being very kind of specialized versus this generalist who says yes to everything. And Those you, were not the same five things. I just, you know, rambled No, on but that. That, that's really good. But like when you, you do say no to people, I mean, it's going to – that's when it really shows that you're good at what you do. And then they will be like, wow, that guy turned me down. I can't even work with him, you know? Well, I know one of the best examples I have is I had reached out to a guy to do some web work for me and it took him a few days to get back to me and he finally said, Shauna, I'd really like to say yes to this. I just can't. It's not the type of work I do anymore and, you know, really I'm kind of over here. And basically he was saying it's below me, like the work I wanted him to do, which was totally fine. And now I will refer him more clients than I would have previously. And he has increased his value in my mind by being just honest and upfront with me and saved me a lot of time and money. I don't want anyone to be doing work for me that's not in their wheelhouse because I know I'm going to get a mediocre result. I want the people that are passionate about what they do to do the work for me. So if it's not for him, I'm so appreciative of that answer. So he will get, he has gotten business from me because he's so clear on what he does do. Wow. That, that's some good stuff there. So let's go into a couple questions here to end it off first off what would be everything you've done mm-hmm. I guess what are the best learning points you've had and I guess big failures that you have had that you've learned from um not thinking big enough sooner I would consider a big failure of mine um I don't know where that came from I don't know if that wasn't having the right mentors in my life but um you know not thinking big enough sooner was definitely something I wish I could go back and and just like come out of the gates thinking big. And I I thought I was thinking big, but like really big. Um, Not taking care of myself, you know, burning out, obviously. That was a huge learning curve for me. And the biggest thing is to be incredibly adaptable to your own process and evolution as an entrepreneur. Because I think you go through phases where the more that you learn, your passions and your interests might shift. And I think that can be scary for some people because, you know, they come in thinking this is their passion and then they learn some things and then they realize that that passion is no longer fulfilling. And then I think, you know, for me, it caused me to question, like, did I make a huge mistake in getting into image consulting? Am I, did I just waste two years and this wasn't really a genuine interest when all it was was just an evolution happening? And so to always know that you're going to have to be adaptable and flexible as an entrepreneur um, in order to shift for the, the new things coming into your life. And then last but not least, I would just say surround yourself with people that you know, are always going to support you and people that think bigger than you. And that's kind of where I got out of that rut was finding people that, that do think big and feeding off of their energy and just surrounding yourself with really good people is so incredibly imp- important for anyone who's self-employed. So you would say mentors are a huge part of your success then as well? 
mentors and just other business colleagues and even people that, you know, are only a couple years in and I'm a mentor too. I just, I think, you know, that energy to be able to, I know you've probably mentored all kinds of people, but be able to be able to mentor someone is also super energizing. And so, you know, both sides of the coin on, on that respect, I think leadership is a very equal place to live. It's a very, you know, um, leader follower balance in my mind. And so being a leader by being a really good follower is so incredibly important. It is very energizing to uh, help people and to uh, just see them grow as a person. Yeah, absolutely. And there's always something you learn about yourself in that process. Oh, man, I'm learning every day. (laughs) I know. It's good, though. You never want to stop learning. So what would be your best, I guess, resource or book that you've read? Hmm. Okay. So (laughs) I laugh because this book is so crazy and a lot of people won't probably like it. Um, It's called Busting Loose from the Money Game. And it's this really obscure book. I love it because most people haven't heard of it. I love like Think and Grow Rich and like Blank and all of those books. Those are great. But Busting Loose from the Money Game was referred to me a couple years ago. And I would never have purchased it based on the book cover. The book cover is, I mean, it's, I totally judged it um, when I saw it. But it is the most unique book. And um, it's, it's very much about like, manifestation, but on a kind of scientific um, quantum theory level, which I love. And so it's, it's weird. It's out there for people, but I highly recommend that book for people just to give it a shot and see what this process is all about. Well, now I'm going to have to check that out. Definitely check it out. It's really, I've made my husband read it. I've made like all my close friends around me read it. So last question would be, what would be the best advice that you would give anybody from everything you've learned? You've done a lot of great things, Shauna. And wow, some of the things, I could see where your, your communication and your psychology came into play there. <laughs> so you, you did good. But what would be the best advice that you could give somebody out there uh, in life on business or just life? Um, never stop asking questions. Never stop asking questions. And it never, ever hurts to ask. The worst thing that you're going to hear is no. And that is really nothing. You know, we build up this fear in our head that, oh, if I ask this, then what? You know, and we can never really answer that question. Oh, you'll hear no. Okay, you'll be fine. You'll move on. Um, But never stop asking questions. And I feel like so many opportunities are missed because we think, you know, if we sit back and do enough marketing, things will just come when a lot of times those things come because we've asked for them. And it is literally as small as reaching out to someone that you admire and asking if you can pick their brain five minutes over email or something like that. You know, so many amazing things can happen if you just ask questions and never stop questioning. I like that. Quickly, what what would be the biggest name that you've reached out to to ask advice? Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> um I reached out to the founder of Mind Body Green and never heard back, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Hey. But wrote a very like, cause that's very much the same. It's the same business model as best kept self is. Um, so I reached out to him, but no response, but maybe he'll hear this podcast and he'll. Yeah. You never back. know if you, <laughs> you keep trying, eventually you'll get to him. Yes. I think I have tweeted at Gary Vaynerchuk. He's pretty good about responding. I know he responded. It was nothing like big or monumental like this, but yeah, it, the stuff that I've done in that respect is not anyone that people would know. It's so like niched out industry yeah. wise. So where can people find you with everything you're doing and all the content you're putting out there? That is awesome. Yeah. Bestkeptself.com. Please head on over there, especially if you're self-employed and just, you know, fill your mind, body, and soul. Um, Instagram's kind of my jam lately. So Shauna McKenzie uh, over on Instagram, you can see what 
boat living is all about over there and future travels. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at Ms. Shauna Mack, M-S, Shauna, M-A-C-K. Snapchat? I am not, I, I yeah. haven't gotten on that bandwagon yet. I'm on there, but I'm only connected to like my sister-in-law and my employee and that's it. Well, hey, connect with me, BT Adams 18. <laughs> I will. You'll get some great, funny 40 snaps a day content. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's so easy to do, so why not? Well, hey, I appreciate, I, I enjoyed having you on the show. I've learned a lot. Um, and it's it's some great advice for anybody out there, especially in the branding per aspect, because that's so powerful in your it's business. So the band, the branding is everything, and it, like you said, they buy into yep. that. Yep, absolutely. So that's it for today's show, everybody. In the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody. Talk about a show with Shauna McKenzie. She gave some great value. There was a lot of things there. I was even writing down during the show. Value she brought. You can tell she had a background in communications and psychology. But it is so true about your personal brand. I mean, your brand is everything. Please listen to her tips. I do it in my business. And continuously I do that. It's about how people perceive you. And they're judging you within seven seconds. I mean, You need to have something for them where they're willing to work with you. They trust you, and you need to show your brand. So it is everything. So a few things. For one, Young Entrepreneur Convention, we announced that we have Kevin Harrington, the original shark on Shark Tank, will be speaking at the event, and he will be the judge of the the finalist uh, for the pitch competition. So come to the event. You'll have a chance to pitch in front of a real shark on Shark Tank. And you can hear him speak a lot of great things. Check out the website, youngentrepreneurconvention.com. Get your tickets to the event now. You do not want to miss out. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We're going to have a lot of fun. I am stoked. And if you've been listening to this show, come on out. I mean, I'm going to be speaking on crowdfunding. Meet me in person. We can hang out, have some drinks, and just mastermind the heck out of that event it's gonna be a lot of fun and then one other thing too we have on the website it's been requested and i wanted to create it i got it done we created a free seven-day course on crowdfunding yes that's right a free seven-day course just go to keys to the crowd.com and it's a free seven-day course and you can learn everything i've learned about crowdfunding a lot of great content i want to bring you value be bring you content and i continuously strive to bring everything i can to you so if there's other things you want from me let me know i created that free course for you because people kept talking about it wanting it so i created it for you you want it you tell me about it i'll create it so that's it for today's show i hope you enjoyed it and in the meantime go out there create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to i'm Bernie t adams have a great day everybody